Hey, welcome everybody to Church at Home. Uh, we're so glad you're tuned, tuned in wherever you are. Hope you had a merry, merry Christmas. And uh, at the time of this recording, it is before Christmas, so I'm in faith saying that I got everything that I wanted to get. And uh, hopefully you did uh, as well. And uh, we are on the precipice of a brand new year. 2024 uh, is right around the corner. And uh, I, I want to I share this message today, uh, really looking into prophetically uh, into 2024. And I, I just want to say this from the beginning, that whatever uh, valleys that you encountered in 2023 do not have to be the same valleys that you encounter in 2024, that I really believe that God's bringing a change of seasons uh, for people, whether it's been good or whether it's been bad, we believe this, that God takes us from glory to glory, from strength to strength. And uh, I believe that God's going to do that as you step into a brand new year. So uh, in Exodus chapter 16, if you have your Bibles, we'll have it. Uh, on the screen as well, Exodus chapter 16, the Old Testament, second book in the Bible. It says this, the whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and, and Sinai. And on the 15th day of the second month after they'd come out of Egypt in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Christians have been grumbling for a long time. Since the Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out in this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. And then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. Now, if you're a parent in here, if you're a parent watching, then you've probably been following some instructions lately because I realized that the week after Christmas is all about following instructions. It's all the toys that your kids got that they're not playing with, that you're building. They're in the boxes that the toys came in. You are assembling the toy that you paid for and uh, if you're like me, you're doing the best that you can do without the instructions until you get to the impasse where you have to go back and you have to look at the instructions uh, for how to assemble whatever the toy is. The Israelite people in this passage of scripture have been delivered out of 400 years of slavery. They have been in Egypt. They have been in slavery. God promised a deliverer a deliverer. That deliverer was Moses. God delivered them out of Egypt. Now they are in the wilderness. They are, this is what we just read, they are in between. This, this is a season that honestly for any person you can probably relate to is that there's this in-between season. You, you're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. And it, and it says that God gave them instructions. And I think this is interesting because for most of the needs that we have in our life, God's given us some type of instruction in how to receive what we need. But for many of us, it's difficult to follow the instructions that God gives us to get what he needs. In fact, sometimes we're mad at God for not giving us what we need when we've actually never followed the instructions to get what he said that we could have. And so I, I want to look at this passage of scripture in the Old Testament to actually look at some of the instructions that God gives us in order to receive 
what we need. It says that the whole Israelite community was in between places. I think uh, for many people, like this week in the year is kind of like that in-between week. This is the week that you like don't know what day it is because it's like it's after Christmas, it's not New Year's, and, the, and it's you, really the only days we're counting are Christmas and New Year's. You don't know if it's Tuesday or Friday, and it all, it all kinds of run, kind of runs together. But I really felt this. I believe many people are in the in-between season in their own life, that you've been in a place and maybe you haven't liked that place. Maybe that last year was that place that you didn't really love last year. You didn't love 2023. You didn't love what you accomplished or you didn't like the ways that you uh, moved or navigated through your life. For many of you, you are looking forward to a brand new year. I, I like new years because I like fresh starts. I like starting things new. I like starting things fresh. And for many of you, maybe you can't wait to step into a new year. I, I've had years both that, I've, that I didn't want to end and years that I couldn't wait for it to end. And I think all of us probably have had those seasons, those chapters, those years, and the Israelite people are stuck in this place in between, not where they used to be in slavery, but not where God's promised them that they would be. It, it said in, in verse three that they actually begin to grumble about, uh, really the, the reason they were grumbling is because they ran out of food. So they left slavery and now they're feeling some type of need. Really what this represents is they ran out of natural provisions. So they left or they ran out of the things that they brought out of Egypt. You know, Egypt in the Bible is a type and shadow of the world. When, when Jesus saves you, that is a salvation or a coming out of a life of slavery. We are leaving Egypt, and then we are in tra transition, or we are in process into the promise that God has for us. But I found this to be true. A lot of what we used to live with is what we still rely on, even after we have, we've encountered God. And this is what the Israelite community was experiencing, is they were running out of natural. They were running out of the food that they brought with them out of Egypt, and now they were experiencing a place of hunger, of need, of desperation. Even to the point, and this is, this, this is so key, is they said, I think we might have been better off where we came from. And, and I want to just like issue a caution to us that in times where our natural resources run out, we can oftentimes yearn or long for places of slavery or places of our past life, thinking that that was better than where we are. In fact, when you look in hindsight, oftentimes you remember the blessings, but you don't remember the bondage. We, we remember the blessings of yesteryear where we could do whatever we want and live however we wanted, but we don't remember the despondency. We don't remember the bondage. We don't remember the, the, the feeling of helplessness that we may have experienced in our life. And this is where the Israelites are. The Israelites are in a place where they're saying, I think it might have been better. Maybe God brought us out to starve. The whole reason God allowed their natural resources to run out was so that he could give them supernatural resources. And really, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about fresh bread for a, for a fresh year. New bread 
for a new year. New revelation for a new year. New, new, a, a new season that God wants to bring you into. But God has something fresh for us in that season. It says that literally bread rained down from heaven. God was just like, all right, man, you're y'all complaining. I'm going to give you what you asked for. I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. Can you imagine this? Is that this, is, this is the issue from God. All right, this was the, de- de- the decree from God. He says, the ne- tomorrow morning when you wake up, I'm going to make sure that there's bread on the ground for you. You just got to pick it up. So I'm going to give you what you need. You just have to gather it. I'm going to give you what you need. You're just going to have to gather it. This would be really key for you to try to log away is that God will always give us what we need, but it is our responsibility to gather it. What, what, what I think is, is interesting is that when God provided bread, it didn't look like the bread they had experienced. So when it didn't look like what they had experienced, they didn't accept it as what they knew. So this, this is a caution for many of us is that when God moves in ways that are different than what we expect him to move, we have to be careful that we don't reject what God is doing or, or, or how God is moving in our life because we don't recognize what it is. I, I was studying about what th- this bread was. And literally, many of you know, in the Old Testament, they called it manna, which manna actually means, what is it? So they called it, what is it? They didn't know. I, I read this, a Jewish legend supposedly tells us that this bread from heaven tasted like whatever one desired. This is interesting. This Jewish legend that's lived for, for decades, for centuries, said only one had to desire a certain dish. And no sooner had he thought of it than manna had the flavor of the dish desired. The same food had a different taste to everyone who partook of it according to his age. To his little children, it tasted like milk. To the strong youths, like bread. To the old men, like honey. To the sick, like barley steeped in oil and honey. Which I guess the old men had weird tastes. That's weird. But it says whatever they craved, that what God gave them tasted like that thing. Or you could say it another way. The need of their life was what God provided for them to find. The, the, only, the, the, the only responsibility was on them to gather it. That if they were faithful to look, God was faithful to provide. I think for so many people, they are in need because they've ran out of natural resources. But God knows when you run out of natural resources that he has resource that will actually really fill you, that will actually really satisfy you. This is why our world is going crazy and they feel like they are thirsty or they are hungry, needing something because whatever is natural will not satisfy long term. You can try to fill your life with all kinds of things, popularity, riches, substances. You can try to fill your life with relationships and love and contentment and all of these places, but it will all run out. But God provides for his people a supernatural bread, a supernatural filling. And this Jewish legend said whatever they had desired is what this thing tasted like. I think it's, I think it's interesting that, that God said, I'm going to send you bread. When he sent them bread, they said, what is it? They renamed what God sent them because they didn't recognize it. So God said, I'm going to send you bread from heaven. The next day, there's like flakes on the ground. They're like, that's not bread. 
God said it was bread from heaven. They said, no, what, what is this? So they, they went with their name on what God gave. When, when God gives you something and he tells you he's gonna bring you bread or God's gonna bring you through a season, when the season gets difficult, you need to trust him that what he just gave you is what you're going to need to get through that season. When, when you think that God's going to prosper you or God's going to bless you and it comes in some type of difficult season and you're like, what is it? You've got to trust that the season God gave you is the season you need to get you through and to actually get you what you desire. I, I don't know if we really trust God in this, but God actually knows what you need more than you do. God actually knows what you desire more than you do. If it was left to us, we would all run back to Egypt. If it was left to us, we would run back to what's comfortable. If it was left to us, we would run back to what we've known. But God knows what will actually satisfy us. God knows what will actually get us through difficult seasons to get us into the season that God wants for us. We have to trust that what God gives us is exactly what we need. So I just, I just wrote down three principles of the bread, all right? As you start your brand new year, three principles of the bread that, that we find in this passage of scripture. One, it has to be gathered daily. So we need to make a commitment, New Year's resolution, no stale bread, no stale bread. If, if you need something from God, then you gotta gather it daily. I've, I've talked with too many people that are trying to glean from a, a decade old experience in a current day problem. God has fresh bread for the pre fresh situation. God has fresh bread for your current situation. You can't rely on your, your experience with God so many years ago for what you're encountering right now. You've gotta trust that God has something fresh for you. Th this, is, this is what God told the Israelites. He said, your job is to get up every morning and collect enough bread for what you need for that day. And this is what the text says. It says that if they collected more than what they needed, so they tried to store some for the future, that bread would go bad. That it was fresh every day. I think one of the reasons God do does this or did this is because God desires consistent relationship. Your relationship with God is not a transaction that happens one day and now you have bread for life. Your relationship with God is a relationship that takes it, it takes effort to grow and to build. And he's looking for communion with us. He's looking for relationship with us that happens daily. God will be faithful to send the bread if you're faithful to gather the bread. The second thing is this. It cannot be saved. It can only be used. So God didn't provide manna to be an antique. God didn't provide manna to sit on the shelf for us to say, look what God gave me. God only gave them what they needed. He gave them the calories that they needed for the hike that they needed to be on that day. God gave them what they needed for the journey or for the battle that they were about to face that day. So God knows when, what you need for every day that you face. So this thing that God gives us. I see some people use their Christian life or even Christian experiences as something to brag about or talk about or tell stories about. Whatever God gave you was to equip you. Whatever God gave you was to give you sustenance 
for purpose. That God doesn't experience us just so we can have stories of God exper- God's experiences. God experiences us or encounters us to equip us for purpose. That the reason God feeds us is so that we would have the energy to walk on the path that he has for us to fulfill the plan that he has for each of us. The bread God gives you daily is what you need that day. And the third thing is this. It is given according to your need. It's given according to your need. There's a spiritual principle that God will only give you what you're hungry for. So God doesn't, God doesn't say, man, I love you so much, I'm going to give you extra. He says, I see your hunger, so I'm going to give you extra. You've got extra need, so I'm going to give you extra. You, he doesn't say, I saw, you, I saw you pray a little extra, so I'm going to give you extra. I saw you worship really hard, so I'm going to give you a little extra. He says, I see the area of need, so I'm going to give you more. If you don't have need for God, God has no need to provide manna. If you have no hunger for God, God has no need to provide manna. It says in in verse 17, we didn't read this further down the chapter. It says, the Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, a type of measurement, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Listen to this. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Let me ask you this question. When you look with vision into your next year, how much do you need? I would say that for many of us, our faith is too small for what God's going to do next year, so we're gathering too little. But what you gather will be just enough for what you have faith for. If you don't have faith that God's gonna do something great in your next year, then you don't need to gather that much anyways. You're not going to need much energy for that small amount of vision that you have. But if you've got a big vision, then you know you have a place of big need. That you're going to have big faith and God's going to provide big manna. That God's going to bring some fresh bread for the fresh assignment that he has on your life. If you've studied your Old Testament, then you know this, that the presence of God was housed in the tabernacle. That it, that it was in a tent at first. That literally there was the outer courts, the inner courts, and then there was the Holy of Holies, the most holy place. And there was all kinds of articles that were holy in the tabernacle. But one of the things that, is, that is, was so incredible was the table of showbread. The table of showbread represented God as sustenance or as a resource to his people. That whatever God's people needed, God was that. That the table of showbread, the table itself was a wooden table covered in gold, which was actually a type and shadow of Jesus. That wooden was, it represented God or Jesus's humanity. The gold represented his divinity. When Jesus came to earth, he was both fully man and fully God. He was wood wrapped in gold or gold wrapped with wood. He was human, but he was God. He had humanity, but he was divinity. The table of showbread was a constant reminder in the presence of God that whatever you had need for, God had the ability to provide for Not only that, did you know that when Jesus was born, we just had Christmas, we celebrated the birth of Jesus, we know, where was Jesus born? Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem actually means house 
of bread. House of bread. We see this theme throughout scripture, the theme of what we would go to sustenance. Many of us, we eat, we know we eat calorie, we have caloric intake for energy. Did you know that God represents himself as the thing that we need to live, as the thing that we need to survive, that when your natural happiness, your natural fulfillment, your natural strength, your natural joys run out, he says, you can come to me. If you're thirsty, come to me. If you're hungry, come to me. Come to the house of bread. Come to the place where your need will be fulfilled. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling discouraged, if you feel like you're in bondage, if you feel like you're stuck in last year, if you feel like you're stuck in between, not being able to step into the good thing or the new thing that God has for you, I've got great news for you, that he is the house of bread. That he is whatever you need. That whatever your heart longs for, he is. That whatever you desire, he is. John chapter 6, verse 35, it says, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I want you to think about this, that whatever season you find yourself in this life, whatever place of need or lack that you have is not going to be found in the world's ways, the world's methods, or the world's resources. Whatever you need is found in Jesus. And we just celebrated his birth, but he was born in a place that was called the house of bread. And he came as the bread of life. The Old Testament type is that God provided manna to fill the people of Israel, to equip equip them for their journey. The New Testament fulfillment of the type and shadow is our Savior Jesus that came and said, I am the bread of life. If you partake of me, if you find life in me, then I will actually give you life. The Bible says in John 10 10, that the enemy comes to steal and kill and to destroy. But I come, Jesus comes, that you may have life and that life to the full. If you don't look for it, you won't find it. Jeremiah says, if you look for him, he will be found by you. If you look for him with all your heart. I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me that this next year, that God is gonna provide fresh bread for a fresh year. That if you would be faithful to look, that I believe this all throughout 2024, that it will be marked by prophetic moments, by God encounters of people. Right now, maybe you're watching this and you're far from God. You're saying, I don't even know what you're talking about. I prophesy to you right now. And I'm telling you that if you would look for God, God would be found by you. If you need bread, if you need joy, if you need peace, then I'm telling you that he is what you need. The thing that you desire when you taste of him, it will be exactly what you have looked for. In fact, my Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I believe this, that wherever you're watching this at, with your family or by yourself or even years from now, that God sees you and that God loves you. And maybe you find yourself stuck in between a season. Maybe you're embarrassed of your past year. Maybe you're embarrassed of the past chapter of your life. I'm gonna tell you this, We are on the precipice of a brand new year.
of a fresh start. And I want to prophesy over your life that Jesus is everything that you need. He is everything that you've ever desired. He's the bread that you didn't even know you wanted. He is the person, the man, the thing that you never even knew you needed. But when you taste and see, you will taste and see that he is good. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let me say this as we close. If you're not willing to let go of Egypt's bread, to turn away from yesterday's fulfillment, you will never be able to taste the bread of today. That if you can't let go of the hurt of yesterday, if you can't let go of the fulfillment of yesterday, if you can't let go go of the relationship of yesterday, you will never be able to step into the thing that God has for you tomorrow. You may be in between, but God has a new year. God has a new star. God has a new promise for your life, but you're gonna have to forget what is behind and you're gonna have to take hold of what is ahead. God's not going to hand deliver the food that he has to fill your soul. He's gonna provide for you but you're gonna have to be faithful to gather. And if you're faithful to look, he will be faithful to provide. Wherever you're watching this, I have been praying for you. And I've asked for the presence of the Holy Spirit to fill your car, to fill your home, to fill your room. Maybe you've never felt the presence of God. Some people say it's weird that we would feel the presence of God. Honestly, it's weird that you wouldn't. If we serve this God, that's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the same yesterday, today and forever, God almighty, God outside of time and space, God. If we serve that big God, then you should be able to hear his voice. You should be able to sense his presence. And I believe this, that right now, wherever you're watching this, you're gonna sense the love of God. That love has provided for you whatever you need to be saved, to be set free and to live a life of fulfillment with our team and our staff we're praying for you and maybe you're watching this and you're saying man I've, I've never even I've never even tasted and seen that God is good I've, I've never really left Egypt I've never stepped into newness of life the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord you will be saved for some of you you're stuck in between just because you've never fully surrendered to Jesus. And I wanna give you the opportunity to give your heart to Jesus, whether this is this moment that you're watching this or this is years from now. I'm gonna tell you this, that God has a great plan for your life and it's never too late to change your in-between into a step of faith into the next season that God has for you. So we're gonna do this as a team. The people that are here as we're recording this is that we're gonna say a prayer. And if you're saying, I wanna give my heart to Jesus. I I wanna come back to Jesus. I wanna surrender my life to Jesus. I wanna taste and see that he's good. Then I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer with me together. We're gonna pray it together. And team, let's just pray this out loud. Let's say, dear Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God that you gave your life for me and you rose from the dead. Forgive me of my sin. Come be my savior. Come be my Lord and fill me with your Holy Spirit. From this day forward, I am yours in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. I'm believing this. If you just said that prayer and you meant it in your heart, that God's doing something supernatural in your life right now, that even right now that you would sense the love and the mercy and the grace of God. I want to say this to everyone that's watching from Jamie and I. We love you. We're praying for you for this new year. And I'm believing this and I prophesy over this, this over you and your family, that this will not be the same year with the same results. I prophesy over you that this will be a new year with new results. It's a new you. It's a new season. God has fresh bread for a fresh year. God has new bread for a new season. And I believe this, that this next year, God is going to amaze you. That if you lean into him, if you search for him with all your heart, how you find him, how he reveals himself to you, how you encounter his love and his goodness and his presence. We're going to worship here together. I want to encourage you, wherever you're watching this, to join in with us together to experience, to taste, and to see that God is good.